Hello, and thank you for joining us once again to UT WAC, Universal Talks and with Harmony and Chaos. I am one of your hosts, Absolute Chaos. And I'm your other host, Novian Matters. How are you guys today? We're so excited to start our one venture on part one, and this is going to dwell right into police corruption and community division and just conspiracies of all kind. And we have a local woman from McAllen, Texas, my amazing, strong mother, Laura Flores, is here to join us so that she can speak about all of the endurances that she has had to go through while living in one of the communities here. And how this isn't just one of the communities, it's just spread around everywhere, people. Whether you turn blind to it or you just look the other way. We're just gonna go right into it. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us, Mom. Hi, my name is Laura Flores, and I'm here to tell you guys my story. I've been uh, harassed, bullied, mentally tortured by the police here in McAllen, Texas. I've been harassed from the, also with the U.S. Marshals. They were going to my house and they were uh, asking for the father of my son and my daughters. And I will, I used to tell them that they needed to go to see him, whatever he was at, and I gave him the phone number and the address. So they were keep coming to my house to ask for him, we were go going through a um, very toxic divorce and brutally divorce. And they were asking me about him and uh, I was legally separated from him. And they were coming and coming to my house with years and years. And I was uh, mentally, tortured by them because, uh, you know, when they use marchers, they show, to, show up to, into your house. You say, where, 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 is, where is this? Why are they here in my house? And I'm uh, a person that uh, I hardly have a ticket, maybe one ticket in my lifetime. And uh, we, we used to have uh, businesses that they were making a lot of money. The father of my kids, they were, he was very, very abused with me. And I was telling the, the police and child protective services because uh, he was abusing my, my kids also. And they were, never they did anything to protect me. So all over these years, I went to, to the McAllen PD and I talked to the chief of police and I was asking, I, we would be rob, robbing so many times and uh, you guys have, a, they, you guys didn't do nothing to help me and to help my kids. And he says, um, let me check in the computer. So he checked out all my police reports and he said, oh, wow, you have a lot of them. You need to sue. And that's why I need uh, my story to go out because um, uh, they destroyed me, my, 
my husband, uh, uh, I think he paid the millions and millions of money because all of a sudden the divorce started and I was surrounded by police. They were in the alleys near to my house. They were in the corner and the other corner. And when I was going out to for anything uh, to get my kids uh, to school, they were on the back of my truck harassing me all the time. I was making police reports, and uh, they, didn't, they didn't write whatever I was saying and because uh, they told me, no, we're going to write whatever we think it is, not what you are telling me. So I didn't, I didn't know what to do. At that time, I was so confused and so hurt. And all these people that were uh, after me because they have people that work for them. They were, they are very abusive and very uh, careless. And you, you have such a point. Really quickly, I want to touch base. It's not even just people that he paid or that pay it just starts to become a domino effect people start doing this for free you start being outcasted and people believe the majority or the police or whatever just because they wear a uniform they don't question it until it happens to them right novian yeah i mean it happens all the time you see it on the news it's been going on for a long time it's just now starting to come out the police brutality the problems with the police and I'm glad it's getting coverage now because it needs to stop. These people are supposed to be protecting us, and they're not. So continuing what you were saying. It's been more than uh, 10 years. I, was, I paid my lawyer more than $100,000 to divorce me, and I was complaining to him that the police, that he, they were not leaving me alone, that they were harassing me, and I didn't know what what to do and he was telling me that oh no 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 that's not true that's not true so time went by and it was uh 11 years and he didn't get me divorced so it was so questionable and uh the the u.s marshals on the other side they were also harassing me mentally in my house and uh, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I was, I was knocking on doors, and they closed all my doors. And now I need help because I don't. They, they destroy me. The police, they destroy me. And uh, I don't have uh, money to pay. I need to sue the McAllen PD. That's what the chief of police told me. I need to sue. And the sue, I need to sue the U.S. Marshals and the Child Protect Services because they didn't protect us and they didn't protect my kids at all. Uh, I used to tell the U.S. Marshals that, that uh, they needed to stop going to my house. So time went by and my husband, he died. And they would keep coming to my house. They just show up and they were leaving me a fake name and a fake phone number. So I have all the proofs and all the police reports so I can prove my point that uh, it was, it is so much abuse, uh, the power of, of, of the police abuse that someone needs to stop this 
they 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 don't care they 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 were laughing at me that I was struggling they were laughing at me that uh, that they I didn't have any any money and now I don't have any any transportation I used to have an escalate so I lost it because I didn't have the money they they destroy they close the businesses and I'm here uh, asking you guys if you can guys can help me please uh, I need someone to represent me and sue the McAllen PD and the U.S. Marshals and the Child Protective Services. So I'm asking for your help. I really, really appreciate if you guys can help me. But uh, it's been like more than like 15 years that I've, I've been oppressed by the police. They used to send, uh, I used to have, when I was in the businesses, in the business, because my husband, he kept one and I kept another one. He had the, the home health agency and I have the adult daycare centers. And uh, they have the people that they were uh, turning on the, the alarms on, on purpose, so I, I was paying $300, almost $300, $300 every time that they went. So they you run out of money because they just harassing you, harassing you, so you don't have money. I salvaged my house, but the police, they go after your properties. That's why they, they close the, your businesses. They make you stay out of money, so you are forcing to lose your properties, and they they bought it, or the people that work for, work for them, your properties. The life I was seeing uh, with all the properties that I, that I have, and they fought for my house to take it away because I didn't have the money to pay the taxes, the property taxes. But thank God in heaven that I'm, I kept my house, thank God. And uh, I want for you guys to know that there is so much abuse of police here in South Texas. Someone needs to do something about it because they they believe that they are gods and no one, no one can touch them. So the people that just regular people like me, that they don't have that much education, but uh, we make our our lives with the businesses, they get like uh, jealous, so I don't know why, but uh, they they are very abusive, very abusive, and they don't have a heart for, for you. They are gonna take the properties away and your money away. However, they have the, the power to do that and to destroy you. So you guys out there, Please help me. I really appreciate it again. And this is a little bit of pre-context over here. My amazing mother, who was strong, she came from another country. She made herself happen with what she was given. Um, she played a nice deck. She started a small business with my father. And it was supposed to be a marriage. 
that's all complicated. In my my dad's actions, my father's toxicity, etc. Whatever it is that he pulled, my mom was independent from that. She had made her own choices, or she was left blind on some aspects, and it was about like, "Well, you're married to me, don't you trust me?" type of stuff. So whatever dealings my father went through, or whatever that he was involved in the conspiracies can go on on what was going on she was left basically blinded so that's a little bit of pre-context and then she was swept from under her feet everything that she helped to build and mind you like this is a woman that we are all human everyone's going to make mistakes i'm not saying that anyone here is perfect but the thing that was just in her time with everything that she had going on, enduring this, like everything, and having the strength to say, I want more, and bettering herself, touching back base on how it was jealousy or some kind of oppression of some kind, like for them to become more. And it goes hand in hand because she is one of many stories down here of the insane way that the people are acting here in just in South Texas and anyone out there that she, she wants you guys to know, like send her like love, send her support, whatever, even if it's just a shout out, if you do have any information or if you decide to want to help campaign her so that her story goes out there, this is something that, you know, it should take, we need to take as a community a hold and start telling the people, hey, you cannot oppress me. Times are changing. We will not sit blind any longer. We live one life, no matter what anyone believes in. And all everyone that is a being oppressed, and it's going on in the communities, and everyone's just turning their back and we need to say no. We need the love and the community and everything to build and spread. So for those of you, all the listeners out there, if this is going on with uh, you, we have some pre-context on what's happening on how to help you if you want to join uh, forces or get some information. Like, it's it's pretty severe. And it's not. it wasn't even just two men who were flashing badges and talking about being U.S. Marshals and intimidating at your own house. They are intimidating you. They don't bring you any paperwork. They don't say anything. They just come flashing their guns, flashing their badges, and just literally telling you how it's going to be. And it could have been in circles, a circus show with the court system, because let, I'm not even going to get started on the laws and corruption on how to suppress people in like for Republican states, maybe. I mean, just, not just people can't stand to see you like rise, people that are in bad places or that are oppressive and abusers of power. So it wasn't even just the police, it was hand in hand with lawmakers, how she was saying earlier. And she's doing her best to like spread her story. Mind you, she's a cultural woman, she is a Latin American woman, so like you are getting firsthand context on what's going on here. And some of you can say like, oh, it's conspiracy or whatever, but then it's gonna happen to you. And she is here saying, don't let this happen to you. 
on the basis of conspiracy, I can say that me, who married in and didn't know what was going on, when I firsthand witnessed these things happen, when I saw officers coming to the house in unmarked vehicles, harassing her, harassing her children, looking over the fence, I thought that was really weird. Police are not supposed to act like that. I don't know exactly why they harass you, but it needs to stop. I don't know if there's some kind of agenda here, if it has to do with the business or what, but either way, that shouldn't be happening. And the fact that no one's taking it serious, that's ridiculous. And speaking, me personally, I do not believe it is a conspiracy. I have firsthand witnessed it. And I can say it's oppression and needs to stop. And I'm not saying all cops are bad, but these corrupt cops that are doing this, that needs to be handled. It shouldn't be happening at all. Whether it's for side hustle or gain or they're doing it off duty or just because they got they have friends in higher places, whatever that. Yeah, it just needs to stop and we can stop it. We don't have to be OK with it. We can vote the bad people out. We can take action by either building our own community in the media of some form. If the news won't help you come to the smaller shows, we can blow you up. Also, if we do not stand for the oppression, guys, women, non-gendered, everyone out there, we can do it. And touching base back on a little bit more on what she was saying, she was harassed, oppressed, suppressed, and put into so much just bullshit that she even started wondering herself. Her own, like, it was tearing the family apart. It was being paranoid, but because of the external, the environment, it wasn't in her mind as everyone was trying to make her be. Just because everyone around you acts a certain way, even just blindly ignoring the abuse, that does not mean that you are crazy. But this is what the community around here was leading her to believe. Our own neighbors, our own people that she loved, sometimes like even back and forth on me. I'm guilty of it. Like, what do you mean? Or I don't know. Because this is what they want you to do. They want you to question yourself. They want you to feel like, is it all in my mind? No, it's not all in your mind. Yeah, they, they're uh, very, very, uh, they have a purpose. If they have a purpose to try to get you crazy or to destroy you, they're going to, they have the people and they, like, they have all these people or they bad these people, I don't know, but for them to say that, uh, Oh no no no! She's she's not uh, telling. She's crazy. She's she's not telling you the truth. But um, now I have all the proofs in writing. The McAllen PD and uh, I have the license plates of the uh, DPS. They were parking and uh, at Walmart, and when I was going out, they were following me again and again and again. And I have the proofs of the license plates and all the the police reports that I have, but they never I never got justice. I never got any any help from them. Even I'm paying taxes so they can pay them. 
But it's like uh, you pay them to hurt you instead of helping you. So it's so bad and uh, so embarrassing what they do. So embarrassing because I used to have so much respect for the police. And uh, I don't think that all, all of them are bad, but uh, here in McAllen, a lot of them, they're so corrupt and so bad that I don't know why they have the badges on, the, on them. The U.S. Marshals, they, they used to tell me that they were looking, going to my house to look for my husband because, and I said, why are you coming here? Why don't you go? No, it's because we think that he's laundering money and this and that. But uh, I never thought that there was the uh, my husband. He can do a lot of things, but he was not gonna do laundering money because he was not gonna put my the businesses on jeopardy. And they told me, and I asked them, where, where is the case? Where can I go and get the file? So he told me that uh, in Bronzeville. So the time went by, and when I have the right. I went over there, and I found out that everything was a lie. And that's why they, I think they used to give me the fake name and the fake phone number. But I'm so so shocked that they used marshals. They, they were looking after me if I can murder like 10 people. And I can, I don't have not even a ticket. I have one ticket now because of them that they were following me and put traps on me so they can I can fail but thank God it was I have only one in my whole life and I'm 60 years old now and one of the first hand witness things that we experienced was an unmarked vehicle whether he was off duty this was a police officer or a man who was identifying himself as a police officer who came to warn me and Novian over here, my husband, hey, what are you doing at this house? We've never seen this vehicle before. When we lowered the window, we were like, can we help you? And he was like, well, I'm a, a policeman, and what are you doing here? And I said, I'm picking up my mom because it's her birthday, and we're taking her to Red Lobster. He's just like, well, uh, you're, you were speeding on the way in. And I was like, who are you? And he was like, well, what did he say? Something around the lines of, I come, I uh, live in the area and I come see the patrol the area. But the weird part was, people, we went to go eat. We came and dropped my mother back off with my sister. And this fucking asshole was still parked in the same spot, just watching the house. And this is just one on many different instances. And for those of you that do not believe why would someone do this? It starts off with some payment, but come on, people. If people are going to rally up for Trump for free and oppress the hell out of people at every voter registration, how is it so hard to believe that in one community, separate, in a small part of the community, corruption is just going on and you keep the ticket going? People don't need to always be paid for this if they feel like maybe in the future there'll be some kind of payday or just for the fun and kicks of it. I can't explain the actions of people that just have ugly in their heart, but it does have a life of its own and it is real. And we saw firsthand in this country when people were going out to vote that it is doing being done for free. 
I do want to ask if you could take any guess with all the information that you have learned in, throughout your life, everything that you have found out and put together, why do you believe they are harassing you so much? If you could take any guess. I think because uh, my husband at that time, since we were going through a brutally uh, divorce, he paid them because uh, the companies, they were making so much money, millions. So uh, he he didn't have any money at the end. And, uh, and I think he paid them to get me crazy so he can keep the the businesses and uh, and to destroy me because I didn't have any money. Uh, at that time I had money, but they destroyed me so I could not have any in my future any monies. I think this is r real because uh, he kind of told me that. So and uh, he used to pay for those kind of things. So I believe that, and it was so weird that uh, all of a sudden I have never seen in my life so many police around me, and they still at this time they're they're after me, and I don't know why, because he was he's already dead. He died in 2016, and uh, in 2019, I think 2018, 19, sheriffs. They used to go to my house and ask for him, and they would keep asking us for him. And after 2016 that he was dead, they were going to my house, the sheriffs also, to ask for him. That's so weird and so embarrassing that they do these kind of things. And more pre-context, they were asking for him even though they had his address, his new one. And he was evading police for many different reasons. But you have to understand, listeners, my mother was only not, not so involved. She was just trying to do her job, just trying to go to the daycares, just trying to fight for her right. Like, they tried to destroy her in, in every way and form. He's dead, and... I have firsthand witnessed that it wasn't enough that he was dead. It was like at first, maybe it started off, what my theory would be is he promised a lot of money. Eventually, he couldn't pay out. Eventually, they started harassing on their own for whoever these people were, whatever it was they did. Besides the job that they were wearing or the badge or whatever, whatever side stuff that they were doing that was going on. And he tapped into a world that I don't think he totally gained control of. And in the process, while well, they had his their sights on him because then suddenly he owed them so much money for a small amount of their time, and he died. And I wonder if this is why also they started just harassing or never left, let it go or whatever the reason may be. So not only were they hunting for him at her house because... They were legally separated. He purchased a house, and he had a separate house, a separate address, which was already registered, mind you, with the tickets and his license. Not, not even just that. Just I was when at the time 
that this was going on like back in 2014 i was renting with my father and sheriffs would come to the house there so i knew firsthand the freaking system did know that my father had a separate address why were they harassing my mother at her separate address in a different part of the city it's because it took a life of its own i believe so well even so even the fact that he could have potentially paid people who weren't police the ones that are police that's right there he may have potentially paid them that's not supposed to be happening if you take an oath to be an officer of the law you're not supposed to be biased. You're supposed to treat everyone equally. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty. And you're not supposed to harass people just because your friend pays you or asks you to. That's my personal opinion. And again, not all police are bad, but the ones who agreed to do these. That's not right. No matter what the reason is, no matter if it's your mom asking or your friend or your brother, whoever, if you are an officer of the law, you need to be equal. You need to treat everyone fairly. You need to do your job and protect the community and those that you are sworn to protect. Not harass, not make things worse, not choose sides. Whoever these officers are, if by any chance they are listening, what the hell's your problem? What are you doing? Come on, man. Leave the lady alone. This is just part one so she's talking about her story mind you different moments and different periods in time over a, a 15 to 20 year almost or 15 more like 15 years of harassment she is now 60 years old has survived is still surviving the end aftermath of everything that's going on and we are just trying to help spread her story help give her the platform when nobody else because she called the media she called different counties sheriffs police different cities because she wanted to get her answers when she says she has proof she has years of different documentations of evidence whether it was photos whether it was paperwork that was handed to her at the time or, or business cards well, not just that. She also has the police reports. And there's something to take away from this, too. If the chief of police is telling you to sue their own department because they have failed you, that says something. That right there says something. And it was in secrecy because he closed the door, right? Is that what you told me earlier? What exactly happened when you went over to the chief of police? He, he, I, he, it sounded almost like he was intimidated or scared that he asked you to go into his office right and then he closed the door and he told you one-on-one -on -one? it was a, the it was the police that they took my uh, one of the reports and he was saying no that's no harassment if they be after your car all the time you should not be doing that that's not and he was like yelling at me and but it was it was not the chief of police he was one officer and he didn't want to uh, make the the police report, and also I've been I asked for two of the robberies that I had. I asked for the uh, police report, and uh, they didn't want to give it to me because uh, they sent it to Austin to the OIG, and uh, they sent me a letter that they cannot give me the police reports because they have to make an arrest. So. 
uh, I'm, I'm saying, what? This is not right. I cannot have my own police reports. And just so that you guys are all aware, that is 100%, at least in South Texas, the last time I checked, not true. They are supposed to hand you a card with the police report number, and you're supposed to have the right to either go print it out in person, call it in, and ask for information on how to print it out, or you can go to the local city portal and print it out from there. You sh you're supposed to be able to look it up. Just as fact for those listeners that are like wondering, no, that, that was just complete misinformation. Going back really quickly, what I meant was touching more base on the day that you were told you need to sue the McAllen Police Department. Who told you that? What happened when that happened? Was the person that told you scared what was what was going on because uh, i was going to make a police report i i don't remember right now on which one i asked for the chief of police and he told me uh, i'm here it was uh, in the entrance of the their office mm -hmm. and i was i i told him i want to be a reporter because uh, of all these things that they've been happening to me I never asked in the past that I was going to be, I, I wanted to be recorded. I was making the police report in my house, but lately I was going to the police uh, office and I asked him why I've been, I have been robbing so many times and you guys have nothing doing on to, to protect me and all these people, why are the police are following me? I'm not, I'm just a, a house mom. I'm, cooking for my kids, cleaning my house, and I have to defend myself from all these people that you guys have also that they work for you, and uh, and they after me. What is this for? And he says, uh, let me see your, the screen. Uh, oh, I already say that. but uh, And then he, he saw that it was many, many police reports that I had made, and he told me, no, you need to sue. So I won again and again I'm asking because I don't have the money to pay the the lawyer or if uh, a lawyer out there can represent me because uh, over here they told me um, my my lawyer that I, I hired for the divorce, he told me that I cannot hire a lawyer here in McAllen because the judges, they protect the police. And I called um, the Texas Bar Association and, and they were asking me uh, because um, I was asking them if uh, they give me the number so I can have a representation without paying money. And he asked me why uh, your lawyer told you that because I told them that uh, he used to be a, a, a judge. So... That is mind-blowing to hear that you pulled aside and got discretionary advice from the divorce lawyer that you hired previous, nothing to do with this separate case. He straight up told you they're going to protect their own. He knows because he works with these people. He used to be a judge. He is a lawyer. 
So, and you, when you called the Texas Bar Association, they were just basically like, what are you talking about? And it's like, no, don't start with me. You know exactly what I'm talking about with the corruption. Corruption happens like so much in the Valley. Like we have had corrupted judges for different reasons in different jurisdictions. It's not insane to think that this is going on. People come on, like, of course, for everyone that wants to turn a blind eye because it's easier, whatever, and then it happens to you? No, this is why this, one of the reasons why this platform is created. Now people are opening up their eyes and saying, what? And now is the time. It's, it's starting now with the racism and the oppression and just the hate everywhere and people, say, like the oppressors on top saying, stay down. No, we're finally standing up because you know what? You have been squashing us so much and we've been holding our own for all of our life and now we finally got the strength and we're uniting and all of us are pushing your hands off of us now. We're going to stand up together. We are going to spread this. This is going to change. And this one story is one of many that's going to change the platform. Everywhere this is going on, it's happening here in South Texas. For all of the allies out there that understand the oppression that's going on, especially just, it's, it was just pure, it almost sounds like sexism. And you survived. You were, you were a survivor of a toxic relationship. You were a survivor of toxic masculinity and police corruption and brutalized as a Latina woman uh, and, and you are paying your taxes you're trying to go through life your environment is trying to beat you down and you're just like still pushing on and if we all banded together like for everyone that's going out there i know that like many people all of you guys understand what i'm talking about how you're being treated differently this is the environment and it led to you questioning yourself to having anxiety to going through different things like you you are so powerful for that and for everyone else that's going through it you're not alone and this is all because of what's going on around you it's not in your head or just happening to you this is going on around you it's a power of abuse and it's just part one people <laughs> She has many different stories on what's going on. But I want to get some more commentary on what you witnessed as an outsider looking in. Besides that one time I saw officers looking over the fence, even though they hadn't rang the doorbell once at their house. There was a time when I was also living uh, with your mom, Absolute Chaos. And it was there that I witnessed this. I also was getting harassed in that I don't know if it was just because of association but I was also getting followed going to work by officers unmarked vehicles and the reason I say officers is because more times than not a lot of these people had badges on them so whether or not they were who they said they were or not they were posing as that all I can interpret it and say is that they were officers I don't know what else to think also, there were times where they were in marked vehicles. They had, they weren't embarrassed. They weren't ashamed. They went confident, knowing that they could probably get away with it because 
they're officers of the law and some officers the power goes to their head and aside from that yes i did see officers go to uh, chaos's house there was a time we were living there and to me if they knew exactly where your husband was i don't see any reason especially since you hadn't committed any crimes why they're bothering you at all it's it's crazy to me it was shocking to me there was a time too where i was hesitant to believe it and then i firsthand witnessed it myself and i thought to myself oh my god this is a lot of oppression this is ridiculous i can't believe this is happening these are actually cops i have also fir firsthand witnessed and seen the emotional physical and mental toll that it has taken on you, Mrs. Flores, and the family, me witnessing it as just someone being married in, it's not something that you expect to see every day. It's not something, you see it on the news everywhere. You see police brutality, but it never occurs to you that it could possibly happen in your own backyard to someone you know, to yourself. And it's crazy because so much is going on in the world right now. You know, COVID-19 is going on. And it just seems to me like, damn, man, police brutality itself is becoming a pandemic. It's something that needs to, to get fixed. It's something that needs to get treated. You're seeing it now with the Kyle Rittenhouse case, you know, the fact that police were defending him after he was arrested for homicide. Like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's stuff like that that goes on that makes me question who are we putting to protect us? Who are we? putting to protect and serve our community. Again, I say, not all officers are bad, and I applaud the cops that are out there doing the right thing. It's the ones that are corrupt, that are doing harm, like as to Mrs. Flores, and you make the good guys look bad, and it's it makes people not trust the police, and it creates way more unbalance. It creates way more frustration, way more tension between the people and the officers. And I don't know how we can go about fixing this, but it needs to get fixed. America, people, it needs to. This shouldn't be happening. The fact that this is happening, that this harassment is happening to, to you, Mrs. Flores, it shouldn't be happening at all. And to watch someone you know have to go through it, have to face all these struggles... It, it's difficult to watch. It's hard to watch. It's you want to do something. You want to end this oppression. It's it's ridiculous. Yes. And it's even more ridiculous to me that people are so quick to turn their backs on you, like those closest to you sometimes, at least in this case, helped oppress you because this is the way we've been taught in our society, in our government. We get basically put in brainwash almost or told to basically act a certain way that it's okay to suppress and even sometimes when it's your own family member and it's like why is it easier for you to believe that she's crazy like why is that a thing why is it harder for you to say i trust and believe her i don't care what evidence you have i don't care how you manipulate it i trust and believe her there's only 
so many people out there doing that now. And I, I'm thinking now with how much the corruption is going on, things are setting back, turning the, the clock, turning around. And people are finally waking up slowly. Strangers are being kinder to the, the person that's being victimized than the, the people closest to you. And it sucks, but I don't want to be one of those people. And I don't think nobody wants to be one of those people. I'm here standing saying, not only do I believe you, I want to help spread this for you. And I'm glad that you stayed so strong. I mean, if I hadn't emulated what strength came I love my father, but I don't think I grabbed the strength from my fa my father. I love him, but I have many mixed feelings from him. But I know that for sure, if anything, it was that I inherited. It was strength from you. Yes. Um, like uh, I was uh, telling you before that wherever I go, whatever I, I try to do, they, they put walls on me. On my phone, it's been intervened for so many years. And I tried to, to talk to lawyers, and my, my phone, they got to another. They mislead the, the phone calls to another person that I don't even know who they are. And that's the power that they have. They close, uh, I tried to to get my story out, like I was telling you, I was calling the Channel 5, Channel 4, the Univision here in South Texas, and, and some other uh, channels, and the newspaper, the monitor, and nobody wants to, to hear my story, and they don't want to pass my story on the TV, because they said that uh, the police control the media. The only way that... Uh, this platform that uh, my daughter is offering me, thank God that I can tell you guys my story and you can hear that. And like I, I was telling you guys, I, I have the proofs and, and I need to sue them because if I don't sue them, they're gonna keep doing this over here. We need to put a stop on this, please. So we're going to post in the show notes any kind of ways if there's a discussion forum you guys want to open up if you want to give advice if you want to email us or anything even if it direct for any kind of help for her let us know follow get us up on instagram facebook we have the utwack gmail they're all posted they will be posted on the show notes so you guys don't have to worry about that but um this is going to conclude the interview for part one for her now you're just going to get more feedback basically on me and novian over here putting the show together but time is of the essence and we already know how things go so well another thing i want to ask about is something we haven't touched on yet you also mentioned that cps failed you with your children and that's actually something really common and not a lot of people know about it. If you just look it up on Google and you look up cases where CPS has failed, you find many instances of children who were failed by the system who unfortunately were in lethal circumstances and didn't make it out. But it can happen to anyone. Anyone out there with children, I'm pretty sure their worst nightmare is something happening to their children. And your children were going through abuse at the hands of your husband. 
and you were trying to file reports, you were trying to report it, and also nothing was done. There was investigations being done. They were claiming they were find, finding nothing or possibly being also paid off by your husband. That is also things that shouldn't be happening. These were the livelihoods of your children. That is terrifying. I'm not a parent, but I can only imagine. Everyone out there listening, if you're a parent, if you have kids, put yourself in Mrs. Flores' shoes. Imagine your children's lives are in danger and you're trying to do something for them and you're not being listened to. That's infuriating. It's terrifying. It's real. It's happening out there. Yeah. Like I said, it's something that I feel like it's becoming so normalized. You're seeing it on the media so much and people are starting to react less to it. And I'm thinking, hey, man, now we're seeing it so much. This is probably the time something should be done about it. We should change. Something should be done. It needs to be addressed. It needs to be fixed. It just needs to stop. Plain and simple. The oppression, the bullying, the harassment, not listening to people who really honestly need help. That needs to end. And that starts with giving someone like Mrs. Flores a voice. Everyone listening to this, if she needs help with representation, if you know anybody, helping us to help her, putting comments, reaching out, help spreading her message, you know, share this episode, make, make people aware what is going on. This needs to be bring, brought out to light so that there is a better chance that something will actually happen, something Mrs. Flores will gain justice. And hopefully other people out there who are also going through this oppression. Because, like I said, it's real. And as a community, we need to come together, bring each other up, and stop bringing each other down. And I want to also say, me signing off here and letting you finish the show, but before I do, I am not expecting the victims of abuse of power to right away just come out and like come cash flowing or anything. I expect the allies to come out and say, if you have some way of helping, it's not happening to you. You have some time or victims out there that are strong enough. They're survivors. Just support, listen, spread the message, give information, donate if that's something that you know you feel comfortable doing, and more. Just don't let it just die or end here because we're not. We're not going to stop. And if it's happening to you, let us know. We want to hear your story too. But we, we, can, we can just band together. But you're not going to be judged here. You're not crazy. And most importantly, you are validated, not only because you've kept validating yourself through the years and kept that strength for what, whatever it is that you believe in, particularly for my mom. She grabbed the strength from God and from herself, praying, etc. And wherever it is that you got your strength, you validated yourself all of those years. You got up every single day. You dealt with it every single day. Every hour of that day, whatever it is that you're trying to do, is this the day that they're going to harass me? Is this not the day that they're going to harass me? But either way, you did it yourself. So you're already validated. I'm just here as an ally trying to say, hey, I validate you too. Let's all work together. Come on, people. We need to start. Even if it's just a small step, even if it's just a very small step, 
We need to start somewhere. You can't live your whole life just being blind and miserable and or feeling like you don't have a voice or staying a victim forever. Before we die, we need to heal. In this particular case, she needs justice. And not only did she not get justice before my father died, but everything he started, that he planted, if he was able to plant seeds, unfortunately, of oppression of some sort, because my dad's a complicated man, then we need to plant seeds of healing and justice for all. So I'm signing off. This is Absolute Chaos. And I want to say thank you guys for listening. And I also want to say that thank, I'm happy for my amazing co-host over here putting up with you know me at the moment but just helping us out spread the message is there any last things that you want to say too and the oppression y'all and before i say goodbye i want to say thank you to mrs flores for joining us and letting us hear your story and your message that needs to get out and be people need to become aware so thank you so much for joining us you're welcome I am Novian Matter, and I will be signing off today. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Once again, if you have not checked out Podcasting Like a Pro, please do so at podcastinglikeapro.com or on Instagram at podcastinglikeapro. You can also find me and Chaos at Absolute Chaos on Instagram and at Novian Matter. Find us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash utwhack, U-T-W-H-A-C. Thank you so much, guys. And from both me and Chaos here, we want to wish you guys a happy Native American Heritage Day.